Everyone seems to be making a podcast these days. I'm sure someone has said to you, you should make a podcast for your organization. But is now really the time to make a show or should you wait? Welcome back to the Public Relations Podcast and welcome back to Athens, where today I'm actually going to be giving a presentation to some of my colleagues here in this uh, Stanley Hotel in the middle of the city. But that's not why you're here, of course. I've been making podcasts for a few years now and I've spoken on the topic too. So in today's Public Relations Podcast, I'm going to be addressing that question. Is now the time to make a podcast or not? Now, I don't know if you're aware of them, but HubSpot are one of the world's biggest internet marketing companies, or at least that help out marketing companies. Their blog alone gets more than 4.5 million views a month. And two weeks ago, I was working with one of their journalists on an article about this very question of how to make a podcast and whether it will get any easier. Podcasting has certainly got a lot easier, but as I discussed with HubSpot, in my view, more could and should be done. When you think of video, for example, when you think of YouTube or Instagram, they've got it down to a T. You film on your phone, you add the filters, and you upload. But it's just not like that with podcasting. And that's certainly got positives and negatives to it. The reason it works for Instagram and YouTube is that they dominate the market. You know, when you create, you create on their platform. And it's for their platform only. But with podcasting, you create and then distribute it to lots of platforms adding complexity to the whole process. Now, the market is consolidating, and I strongly suspect we'll see a few key players in the next two to three years, which, again, could be good for ease of use, because despite the downsides of a lack of choice, as those platforms fight it out and vie to be ad choice as the YouTube of podcasting, they know they've got to make things easier too. However, don't let that idea of complexity put you off, because podcasting is a lot easier than it used to be. If you think back to only a few years ago, it was very much the preserve of technical tinkerers. It was, it was pretty bad, frankly, for newcomers. You had to use more complex editing software and then upload in the right format, then add the right tags, and then distribute your RSS feed, which is the feed that sort of distributes your show out to all the different platforms. A lot of that has changed. Editing, for example, is a lot easier now with editors like Descript.com, which are more like a word processor. You literally copy and paste the, the text, the transcript of what you're talking about in the same way that you would a word processor, which makes, which then moves around the audio. So it's a lot easier. Some platforms are also offering automatic distribution to all the different podcast apps. And there are quite a few platforms out there that are doing that, which makes things a lot easier. But collecting statistics certainly remains a big problem. So if you're trying to justify a podcast for your organization, it's a lot harder to say, look, this is working. Because everyone seems to calculate listenership differently and no one shares results with anyone else fully. So it is much easier than it was, but you're going to need a bit of patience to get underway. But more and more companies are finding their voice online. So for that reason alone, I would suggest the following. Step one, firstly, Check out that article on HubSpot. I will link to it in the show notes in the, uh, the newsletter this week on the Public Relations Podcast, but I'll also put it on the social media feed that you're looking at this on now. It focuses on WordPress-based podcasts. In there are some of my views and where the market needs to go for that, and also some tips on making shows as well. Secondly, join a course. If you want to keep things cheap, there are loads of courses out there that will guide you through the process and save you having to relearn what everyone else knows 
already. Now there are lots of courses out there and they vary in their price and glossiness, but they'll all basically cover the same thing. Or number three, if you've got the budget for it, if you can afford it, find a pro to edit and create it for you. No, I don't do that myself, just to point that out, but there are plenty of people out there, loads of people out there that do podcast editing. Of course, the next question is, if so many people can create podcasts, will the market become saturated? Well, yes and no, but that, I think, is a question for another day. As Arnold said, I'll be back on that one. I would love to know if you've tried a podcast organisation and what you learned from the experience, because there's always going to be ups and downs to it, and where you get the targeting right for your audience will make a huge difference to the success of that as well. You can find me on LinkedIn at Richard Midson. That's uh, just check for my name on there. Or you can go on Twitter at ThatPRChap. Or you can head to Instagram, ThatPRChap underscore official. It's the Public Relations Podcast. And as I say, this weekend, the newsletter is going to be some tips on writing press releases. So you can sign up for that at thepublicrelationspodcast.com. Right, tomorrow from Athens one more time. It's such beautiful weather here. I'm standing by the pool. If you, if you might, well, there we go. If you're on YouTube, you can see the pool behind me. If not, then you can probably hear the, the pumps working away. But tomorrow, the question is going to be, how many words should a press release have in it? How many words should a press release have in it? I'm going to cover that tomorrow. Tip for you then. You're listening to the Public Relations Podcast. Whatever you're up to today, have an absolutely wonderful day.